Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about how we can save K-12. This is a big picture, optimistic picture, or at least a little bit optimistic. Many p practical people say the situation is hopeless, deeply and profoundly hopeless. The education establishment controls the country's public schools with an unyielding grip. Here's how they do it. These top people mostly professors, have created a support structure which seems to include much of the media, higher education, unions, scores of foundations, and great chunks of the government. This is a vast interlocking network, perhaps better called the octopus for our time. In short, nobody corrects the education establishment. They do what they want, and the American people can eat cake. Now, all the top educrats seem to be socialist ideologues. That's not surprising, as their godfather, that is John Dewey, was a socialist ideologue. They're obsessed with social engineering, not academic gains. The school is for them a laboratory where they can design the brave new child that will populate their brave new world. Whether these new children can read, write, or do arithmetic does not seem to be a major concern. So is there any way these ideologues can be removed from their Marie Antoinette phone, throne? Yes, the public, i.e. everyone, must be better informed, and then they can be more demanding. Aristotelian traditions argue that people, this is a quote, overcome ignorance and pursue knowledge through investigations into the causes of things, end quote. Religious people have another tradition asserting that God ordered, quote, let light shine out of darkness. Close quote. That's what we desperately need. Knowledge, understanding, and light. Sunlight. That's the best disinfectant. Now here's the shocking thing about K-12 in America. Most parents understand almost nothing about what goes on in the classrooms. Even the teachers do not know how to explain or justify the methods used. The media, government agencies, and big universities seem oblivious, or they pretend to be. You probably never encounter anything in the media which explains K-12 machinations. Search the archives of your own local paper and see for yourself if you can find anything that would help parents assist their kids to get through the, um, the meat grinder. Now, we've learned in recent years that CNN can spend entire months on the tiniest smidgen of an allegation about Trump, but not one minute on the proven collapse of literacy in our public schools. Isn't that odd? What if those priorities were reversed? Let CNN investigate illiteracy for months. The country could be transformed in that short time. Reading is just one subject, but it's definitely the most important. All that's necessary is that parents realize that the education establishment promotes methods that don't work. We should not let these self-anointed experts get away with educational malfeasance. Now, for one big example, our professors push sight words, that is, non-phonetic methods to teach reading, into the public schools starting in 1931. Sight words 
are counterintuitive, counterproductive, and counterfeit. Rudolf Flesch explained all this in his famous book, Why Johnny Can't Read, 1955. But our education establishment never seemed interested in what works. They are very interested in what they can get away with. So for the last 85 years, we have been weakened by what is essentially a parasitic invasion. There, that's the kind of unpleasant knowledge we need. If only teachers would bother to learn what damages they are inflicting on their students. If only parents would take a few minutes to grasp what is happening to their children at school. The problems can be fixed. If every American understood personally and viscerally what is going on in the schools, then maybe we could roll back the tide. Our education establishment has done a brilliant job of controlling the education debate, the jargon, the lies, the propaganda, the shock and the jive. Ideally, the education establishment grows out of its fixation with John Dewey and socialism and starts to look at classrooms not in terms of ideological hegemony, but in more human terms. Are the children learning what they need to succeed in our complex modern society? Just barely in the great majority of cases. Okay, here's the bottom line. We need to raise the level of the educational debate in this country. At present, it's basically infantile, like children discussing the national debt. That's because the average American knows so little about what goes on in the K-12 classroom, which in turn is possible because our education establishment is brilliant at protecting itself from criticism. If millions of typical citizens suddenly realized, oh, so that's why my kid can't read, everything could be improved. Parents and community leaders could become a force for genuine education. In this regard, see podcast three about teaching children to read. Now, it's amazing that the average American has contempt for politicians, journalists, used car salesmen, televangelists, politicians, and such. But I would argue that the people running our public schools are bigger scoundrels. They keep selling us Chinese drywall, and we keep buying it and getting sick from it. When I first began writing about education, it was considered controversial and bared manners to mention the word commies. But thanks to Senator Sanders and Warren, the C word is now used with abandon. Few people are denying that they themselves are communists. Somebody on the radio referred to the New York Times as commie central. That had been my take for years. Don't think that the people messing up our schools are normal, everyday people. They are a special breed of special ops who spend their entire lives trying to destroy anything that gets in the way of their vision for a perfect communist success story. Such a thing has never happened, but that doesn't slow them down. Everyone else should run the other way. If you watch how Democrats handle the COVID problem, you will see exact parallels with how they handle everything else, in particular my area of interest, reading and education. They continually tell you whatever lies they think you will accept. Just recent over this last year, the demonization of hydroxy cocktail and the ivermectin cocktail is almost a twin of the demonization of phonics. If something works, the bad boys will figure out a way to attack it 24-7 until you give it up. Meanwhile, just this week, a lot of news is coming from India 
that they used the hydroxy tail cocktail and the equally demonized ivermectin cocktail to virtually eliminate COVID. Now, if we were all using the phonics cocktail, comma, we could eliminate illiteracy. Same people causing the same sort of problem. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Overview. Let's fix education. Explore seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six. If we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.